I am such a blessed woman. Right now, I've had my grandson filming this right here and praying for me before we get started. How much more blessing can you have than to have your grandchildren do that for you? So thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. Hallelujah. Uh, and now I wanna, what I want to do is uh, get into some knowledge of God that helps us know how we can get to that place where we can live a victorious life. We can live the blessings of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. We have been looking at uh, an outline of praying in the last days and how to um, stay safe. You know, darkness is upon the earth, yea, deep darkness. I, I'm sure you're like everybody else. What in the world is going on? Well, it's the end times. It's the, it's the last days. Perilous times are in the last days. And also, he says that for people who do not honor God, they get turned over to a reprobate mind, a mind void of judgment. And then also, a strong delusion will come upon them. And the darkness is getting darker and so we need to know how to keep and stay in a safe place. Uh, first of all, I want to encourage you that God has a safe place for his children. <clears throat> but we do need to get in there. I always look at the, uh, the catching away of the church like in the days of uh, Egypt and the children coming out of Egypt and, and uh, see it as a, a, an example of the catching away of the church. And I think about, you know, God gave them a land called Goshen that they could dwell in and it would be a safe place. And he even said, I will nurture you there. And uh, so I, th I look back at it and just knowing human nature, I guarantee you there were some people that did not go. They stayed in the bars in Egypt and they did not go to Goshen and stay in the safe place. But one of the ways to stay in a safe place is to be in prayer. When you're in prayer, it keeps you from getting sucked in. The darkness will have a sucking power to it and will draw you to it like a magnet. And so uh, when we're praying for people, it helps us to not get... Um, it's kind of like, you know, when Noah built the ark, he had it had to be covered with pitch. And the cracks in the wood, when the wood came together, there were cracks there. The ark would have leaked. So we don't want the darkness to get in us. We want it to be uh, we want to rise above it. And remember, he, uh, he said his return would be like in the days of Noah. And in the days of Noah, uh, the uh, same water that drowned all the people that had a void, uh, were void of judgment, all, all those people drowned in the same water that lifted the ark that Noah built and carried them to higher ground. So we can be building our ark through prayer, uh, through learning to speak God's word. And so some of the uh, outlines that we have looked at over the last several podcasts, by the way, I want to encourage you to go. I've gone and you look on their webpage for womensvirtues.com, womensvirtues.com. If you look there, all of our videos are there. And I've been wanting to go back and re-establish uh, the message of the woman, how important her influence is in the days ahead, ahead, but they're all there. We started off with that message. So I encourage you to go back, womensvirtues.com, and go up to the menu and click RWV Live, and then click on the um, videos, and you can 
pick up all the ones that we've done. This section of podcast that we've been doing is about praying for people that are kind of hardcore. They don't they don't come easy. They don't hear easily. They don't they don't believe what you say when you say it. They they are they have strongholds in their life and they need to be delivered. You know, Jesus said, "The spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, heal the brokenhearted, raise up those that are bound down and set at liberty them that are held captive." And uh, Isaiah 58 also talks about the fast that I have chosen that you uh, loose those who are held in bondage. So that's what we're talking about in this prayer time in this uh, section of podcast that we've been doing is how to set at liberty those that are held captive because they can be trapped in their own sin and not and, and we, we'll pray and pray and pray for them, but we don't realize that they're held in bondage and they cannot respond to God until someone comes over and unhooks their screen door, <laughs> unhooks them and releases them. And now they can hear. And now they, we, we really kind of set up, um, we set them up for God to be able to minister to them. It's like the Holy Spirit has told me before, give me something to bless. And so we put them in a position where the Holy Spirit can come in and bless them and turn them from their iniquities. Amen. And so, uh, some of the things that we looked at, we've looked at, and you can go back and get these other podcasts, are to establish a pure motive. We need to make sure that we're praying for the right reasons. Uh, to locate any obstacles that are in the way that would block the flow of the Spirit of God from reaching these people. And establish a focus. Uh, I've always said that I think one of the... Um, the greatest thing of un the greatest reason for unanswered prayer is uh, uh, unfocused prayer. It, we get into the prayer room, we get all excited, we get into the uh, stirred up in in faith, and then we walk out of the prayer room and forget what we prayed about, and forget the commitments we made, and forget um, that we lose our focus. And so that's how your enemy will distract you. He will distract you from the point of operation by distracting your focus. And so learning to establish and deal with those distractions. We've looked at that. Stirring up the gifts of the Holy Ghost in us. Uh, I've often shared that when I was praying for someone and I was learning a lot of this stuff, it became through a, a word of knowledge. I just woke up one morning and had a word of knowledge of what was holding this person in bondage. So that you want to you want to, and that takes focus to, to stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have to focus on that. You have to go after it. It's, it's, um, you spend your energies drawing there, and the Holy Spirit will show you words of wisdom, words of knowledge, gifts of healing, working of miracles, tongues, interpretations, prophecies. He will show you. He will, he will speak to you through these avenues to listen. He always leads us in his victory in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of God in every place. He will always lead us in victory. And that was one thing that spoke to me years back. I'd prayed for a person for eight years and got nowhere, and I just I came to the realization that there's victory in Jesus. If we're not finding the victory, then let's find out why not. Don't just set it off as some in your natural thinking. Don't try to figure it out on your, in your natural thinking. 
get a supernatural answer from a supernatural God. We are supernatural creatures, you know, and he will deal with us supernaturally. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we have access. And, you know, one thing uh, we have to learn is to be willing to wait. Be willing to wait to hear from God. Expect to hear from God. Like I said to him, I'm not praying another prayer till you tell me how to pray because obviously I'm doing something wrong. So expect to hear from God. Hey, he wants this more than we do. Expect to hear from him and be willing to wait until you do. And if you don't hear anything, don't do anything yet. You have to, you have to be willing to wait and then allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. And then the, the final step in, in our little outline was that now we enter into his rest. See, we've purified our motives. We've located obstacles. We've established our focus and made a commitment to it. We, we've stirred up the gifts of the Holy Spirit to the, to the situation. We're listening so he can lead us. And, and then we enter into his rest. And it's, it's said that... Um, until we enter into that rest, the creative, the creative power has not gone to work yet. Uh, after God spoke in Genesis chapter 1, and then he saw, and then it says he entered into his rest. And he blessed the, the Sabbath day and entered into a rest. So how do we enter into the rest? Well, God, had, it said he, he, he ended his work and entered into his rest. And um, what, he, what he did was um, he deputized his word. When he said, light be, he deputized it and sent it out to do that work. So he deputized his word. This was his business and his occupation was he, he put the, the creative power into the word. So now he had to draw back and rest and expect the word to do the work. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're going to look at some scriptures that will show us how to do that. Amen. So um, I wanted to start off, though, with a, a couple of scriptures talking about the knowledge of God and how important that is. And this was something that hooked my jaw when I was a very young Christian in a denominational church. And I thought, I could have the knowledge of God. I, I was just real impressed with the thought that I could know God that he, we might have a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. Well, in Proverbs 24, 3 through 5, it says, Through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. And then it says, A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. So a wise man can be strong, but until we have knowledge, we, we don't have, you know, it says when you've done all you know to stand. Well, sometimes we don't know enough. We need more knowledge. And I think that's what happened for me when I was praying for that person is that I came to the place where I realized I, I'd done everything I knew, but I didn't know enough. So I put it over on the Lord and asked him to teach me, tell me what to do, show me how to pray. So I encourage you to, uh, whatever you're dealing with, whatever situation, let's go to him first and say, show me what word do I stand on here? 
Um, I, I can remember years back, I would always ask him, can I ask you for this? Because, you know, when he, when he gets an answer back to you, then you've got the faith to believe him for it because he's answered you. When God has spoken back to you, it creates faith. And so when you have faith, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we have overcoming victory faith to have a victory in every situation. And listen, Jesus already won these victories on his cross, on the cross. He's already won the victory on the cross. All the Lord is looking for is somebody in the earth, an ambassador for Christ, for the anointing, someone that will represent the anointing, someone that will stand in the gap, someone that will take a stand and not be moved about all the time, not be believing one thing one day and something else the next day, someone who knows that they know that they know. They're willing to search out. He's, it says, uh, what is it in Chronicles? The eyes of the Lord are roaming to and fro upon the earth, looking to whom he might show himself strong. He's looking for someone who's looking back at him and searching him out. I, I like this little book by Gloria Copeland, God's Looking for a Receiver in football terms. You know, when the quarterback goes out to throw the ball, he's looking for someone who's looking at him, who's, who's ready to put, positioning themselves to receive. And that's what we've been looking at establishing pure motives, locating obstacles, getting our focus established, stirring up the gifts and the Holy Spirit. We're preparing ourselves and positioning ourselves to um, receive the victory that Jesus won on the cross. And that's the thing. He deserves the glory for this because he paid a tremendous price for you and I to have victory in our lives and for us to Lose in every situation, it's just, it's just not right. Not when he's bought so much for us through his uh, pain and suffering on the cross and then the demonstration of the resurrection power of, of being raised up from the dead. My goodness, and all that power, <laughs> think about that. All that power that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in you and I, quickening our mortal bodies. That's a good confession to make during the day, amen? That's a good confession. But I wanted to, and I've already talked this into almost waiting for the next podcast, but I wanted to uh, point out, I'll, well, we'll just finish up on the knowledge part, and then we'll get on next time to uh, why Moses didn't enter into his promised land. And um, another scripture for knowledge in Second Peter 1, 2, and 3, this is really good. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Grace and peace is multiplied unto us through the knowledge of God. How about that? You know, uh, years ago I was walking praying in the spirit and walking and talk, talking to the Lord. And I said, you know, Lord, I know you're no respecter of persons, but I said, people, other people seem to be always fighting a battle, fighting a battle and, and you know, just always in a warfare. They're always in warfare and fighting a battle. And, and I know you're no respecter of persons. So you're not, I'm not somebody extra special to somebody else, but <clears throat> how come is that? So I don't seem to have that in my life. 
And he just told me it's because of the knowledge of God. I had learned some things. I'd learned to keep my mouth shut when trouble came. It's one thing. I'd learned to keep, to say the right things. I had learned to speak God's word instead of what I was feeling and experiencing. And you know what it did? It had cut down, it had cut trouble down to 10%. Didn't mean I didn't have challenges. I had challenges, but I didn't, they, I didn't make them worse by talking about them all the time and by letting them scare me because I had a knowledge of God. So grace and peace had been multiplied to me through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And according as his divine power has given unto us all things, his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. That's powerful. And one last scripture. He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. So as we gain a knowledge of God, as we learn in these things about how to pray and how to wait on the Holy Spirit and how to operate in his giftings that are given to us to profit with, as we learn those things, we are learning his ways. I pray that you would, that, that we would learn more in his ways and less in just looking for his acts. I want to see his acts, but I'd rather know his ways. Amen. God bless you. Next time we'll look into um, why Moses didn't get in his promised land and how that can affect our lives today. Amen. God bless you.